Good morning, everybody. This is uh, John Emilio again with my partner, Henry Beltra. Henry, and we are uh, coming to you live from my basement. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode four of Just Be. Thank you, everybody, for, uh, well, if you're tuning in, thank you very much. Um, and uh, as we always do, let's, um, let's quietly start a one-minute guided meditation um, just to help slow that mind stream down and uh, get us into a, a better place of awareness. So if you could start taking some deep breaths for me in through the nose, hold them for a second, and then out through the mouth. I'll just continue doing that for a few seconds. And again, as I always say, Open eyes, close eyes doesn't make a difference. But if your eyes are open, please use a soft gaze. And if you lock onto a certain object, notice if you start creating descriptions about it and just allow them to pass on by and just keep refocusing on what you see, not describing it. If you choose to do body scanning, that's a great portal also, more than welcome to, you know, focus on your feet and slowly work up from your shins to your knees, top of your legs, all the way through your torso and back to your head. You could do that also, just focusing on the body part, feeling it. It's a very helpful way also. And just continue breathing for a few more seconds. Try to hold that breath for just a split second and then release it. And the, the goal is always to we're working on your focus here. So whether the focus is the breath or a body part or you're scanning the room, it's just focusing on that one thing. Two more nice breaths, in and out. And we are back. We're back. Hey, John. Hey, we actually didn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John. I, if I, I, find if I, uh, I find if I put my back straight while doing the one-minute meditation, I find if I keep my back up, it's better. Because I like to slunch forward, like I like to slump. Uh, you know, it's just my natural posture is Absolutely. slumpy. Yeah, yeah. But I find that if I'm slumped, it actually restricts my breathing. But if I sit back... Your lungs are going to open up. <clears throat> yeah. Absolutely. No, I mean, listen, posture or meditation posture is, is, is important because it can make a more, it can make a more comfortable experience, yeah. um, especially with the, with the breathing. Um, so, yeah, yeah, if you are sitting, if you're doing a sitting meditation... Um, they always will say, to, that's a great point, to, to try to keep your back up straight, whether you're sitting legs crossed on a pillow on the floor or you're sitting on a couch or a chair. Do keep your posture up because that is, that is very helpful. Really? So yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they say that? Yeah. See? So you don't, when you're meditating, you don't want to be like, if you, if you, especially if you're sitting, you don't want to be slouched over, like, you know, like bent over because you said it actually does, it restricts your breathing yeah. a little bit. And it's also... That's a good way to, again, you're focusing on, on, you could be focusing on your posture. I want to sit up. And you notice as the body wants to slump, you could refocus yourself and pull you back. These are, they're all exercises in focus. Meditation is all, all meditation is, is an exercise in where do I want my focus to be. You're, work, you're flexing that muscle. You're working out the muscle of focus. Mm. I want to focus on my breath. I want to focus on my posture. I want to focus on an object in the room. I want to focus on whatever it might be. And, and so that's always the ultimate goal, is, is just working on focus. And by working on the focus, you slow your mind stream down because you're saying, hey, mind, this is where my attention is. This is where my attention is. I feel like Fredo. <clears throat> Fredo? Fredo. <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> like everybody says. <laughs> Classic. Classic movie. <clears throat> yeah, man. So. Yeah, I think uh, all of... Uh, 
all of the massive waves of people listening right? <laughs> missed the show within uh, the show. Uh, uh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we'll we'll we'll, um, we'll record more than one episode on a Sunday if we just we're in the mood and you know we kind of have that 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 uh, that mojo right going we'll do a couple so but we don't realize sometimes <laughs> after the mics are off we'll talk for a half hour and we'll look at each other like we just wasted a half hour of content <laughs> just talking again <laughs> uh, we we had a beautiful discussion it, it, uh, our last episode touched a little bit on religion and uh, we kept going with it and um, and it's such an interesting topic that i i was telling john i said we got to talk about religion, and I could I could see a little hesitancy in his face in the sense, like, <laughs> you know, we want to do it in a way that does, you know, tastefully, of carefully, course. and uh, in my opinion, uh, it's a beautiful thing. I Like, I, I've been, I wouldn't say obsessed, I'm sorry, experienced obsession. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Hey, guys, you got to grow up with me here. Come on, come on, come, come with me here, practice with me. Uh, so as a kid, I was, I'm sorry, even since I was a kid, like from an early age, I used to love to debate religion. Yeah, it was a curiosity, right? You had a curiosity. I don't know. Did that happen? Yeah, I, I, I sparked something. Like I saw your face light up. Like, I like to debate religion. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny because if you hear me say that sentence, you wouldn't even know my feelings or, th- or, or let's say my thoughts on, on religion. religion. And to be honest with you. I'm not even sure about my feelings or thoughts on religion. That's perfectly fine. Right? Yeah. So, like, I, I view it as a, a beautiful um, iOS. It's an operating system. As we were talking about with awareness, if you use it as your operating system, you're going to realize all the benefits. So, to a, to, a, to a certain extent, I view religion. I know there's a part of me, you know, I'm, I'm let's say, I'm multifaceted. Uh, there's a part of me that views religion as an iOS, as an operating system. And, and I got to say, as an operating system, I think it's fantastic. I don't, I don't see anything, uh, well, not, not at this moment. I, I can go into some negative things, but I don't see anything negative about anybody who has religion as their iOS, as their operating system. Uh, everything that I have experienced in life, anecdotally, obviously there could be evidence to the contrary. And actually, there's been wars and things, right? Based Fought, on religion, right? Sure. But my anecdotal evidence, as a guy uh, going through life, <coughs> it's something that has done nothing but positive things to people that practice religion. In my, in my anecdotal evidence, I I, I make a. I'm really highlighting the word anecdotal because just because I have an experience doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Just because I have an experience doesn't mean you have an experience the complete opposite. But my observation tells me that somebody who has this operating system of, you know, the Ten Commandments, just for lack of a better word, uh, it's, not a, it's not a bad way to live, right? Not a bad... No. Operating system. No, no. The, as far as rules go, no. Right. Yeah. Uh, however, it's a, it's a good moral code to follow. Correct. It's exactly. A great moral code to exactly. follow. Exactly. Yeah. And actually, look, I'll put it this way. I'm going to fast forward and go right to Z. I'm the guy who <clears throat> uh, I I think I'm agnostic. I think that's what the word may be, where I'm waiting to be convinced. Right. So while I'm waiting to be convinced, waiting to be convinced of what? Of of there's there's an actual God. Oh, if there's an actual correct. being. There's an actual, gr- correct. Never mind, never mind which one is the correct one mm. or which one is the one. Is it Buddha? Right? Is it God? You follow me? So, yeah, sure. But I believe that while I'm waiting to be convinced, I was raised Catholic. As I was. Right? Yes. And while I'm waiting to be convinced, I don't see anything wrong in taking the what I feel is the good qualities of Catholicism and employing them. And I actually, as I'm talking to people along the way and I have these conversations, I, we, we might have discussed this long before. We say, you know, what's more important? Like, what's more important? Is it more important for me to be a good person, such as our, such as our spirit behind this show? Our spirit behind this show was to help. 
Sure. Anybody. Mm-hmm. Because if anybody's out there feeling even a little bit the way I feel, and I can connect, and they can benefit from something, from a journey that you, we're still, going, we're still on it, all right? So I'm just saying you did work, but we're still on it. We're still yeah. on that journey. Absolutely. Anybody that wants to <clears throat> come on this wagon and come on with us, great. I think we'll all benefit from it. So, well, I lost my train of thought, but why? why <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like a hippie. <laughs> I feel like a, a stoner hippie. <laughs> Uh, but while <laughs> while we're on it, uh, I feel that because we were talking about uh, there's a certain behavior. So yes, I am not a monk. I I am not a perfect person. I don't pretend to be. But I think that if God were judging me, and He's looking down, He might say the following. Okay, this is me. This is me talking. He might say, "You may not have believed in me." Right, which is a big the sin. You're not supposed to not believe in him. Right? You may not have, believed, but I saw the way you lived. You lived very well. You did good. It's true. And I know because I know everything. You're omniscient and omnipotent. Then if you know this, Henry's running a lot of big SAT words. Right? <laughs> <laughs> then if you know this, you know who I am deep, like, deep. Yes, deep. I, right? I, 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 I hear where you're coming from. And I think that is where I'm at. And, and in my opinion, this is now me giving my opinion, okay? Nothing I say is fact. You don't need an, or, an organized religion for this. What you need is for you to just be aware of what you are doing and aware of what you are doing with other people around you. And, you know, again, as we, we, we read a meme before, you know, t- we're not a dog. We're humans. We make mistakes. Yes. But if you have that as your iOS, right? So my iOS is, you know, awareness, and I'm very aware. But, you know, I was raised Catholic, and I could think of all these good qualities that Catholics like to talk about and, and really push. And I, and I think if we can get a little bit of this and a little bit of this, you have a great human being. And just because I don't go to church every Sunday, or just because I ate meat on a Friday during Lent, yeah. doesn't make me... A so, bad Catholic. So those are rules, right? Those are rules created by human beings, right? Um, that they implemented in a religion, Is right? It? So for me, religion means a belief, and that's where it ends, right? I have a belief in a God. So for me, I call the God. For me, my God is called universe. For me, it's interchangeable. They're just words. You, call, you use the word God. I use the word universe. It's a higher power this unknown um, entity that kind of pulls the strings of life, right? Whether it's what makes the planet spin, you know, what, where does the universe begin? Where does the universe end? These are questions we don't have the answers to. And for me, it's, I'm not, like you said, you're agnostic. You're waiting to be convinced. I'm not waiting to be convinced. I would say I'm okay not knowing. Okay. Um, I'm okay not knowing if there is a God, if there isn't a God. Um, I don't need to know if there's a heaven. Uh, I don't need to know if there's a hell or a purgatory. And I'm speaking purely on Roman Catholic, you know, upbringings here. I don't, those, those aren't important to me. Um, what is important to me is, um, and that's where the Ten Commandments, like you just said a couple of seconds ago, are a good uh, moral code, right? Yep. I think the Ten Commandments are a good moral code. So when you talk about religion, you could very easily get sucked into a conversation about, you know, who's right, who's wrong, my God versus your God, our ways, our ways of doing it and your ways of doing it. At the end of the day, life is all connected the same way. So... Um, What's that scientist's name? Oh, I forgot his name. Um, brilliant man with a mustache. Uh, Definitely not Fauci. No, 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 no. He's on, he's oh, he's like a neuro uh, astrophysicist, astro scientist. He's very popular. He's on. He's always, he's always like he's always on clips of videos and stuff. Anyway, I forget the mustache. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot his name. It's gonna come to me after the show. Okay, not Gallagher. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. And I don't want to take time to Enough Google it online. Jokes. 
Um, so uh, he says that there's four atoms or four elements that every that that we have. And I honestly I forgot what all four were. <laughs> this is in my this is my forte. But they're the four most common and prominent atoms in our bodies. He says, in the universe, the four most common and prominent atoms in the universe are the same as a human body. So he says, so while we think we're special, we're all very much alike, he goes, just as we are like the universe, the universe, we are the universe, the universe is in us already, and he says that will make us special. So the point I'm trying to make is, you know, you could talk religion and the differences between, uh, you know, Greek Orthodox and Roman Catholic, yeah. Jewish or, or um, Muslim. Or Muslim. To me, that's all. All that is is people who decided to write a story mm -hmm. around something they don't understand. And they don't know. And they created, so the Roman Catholics create, you know, Jesus, who I believe from the stories, you know, in the Bible, was a great philosopher, a man who's a great thinker, saw the world and life for what it was. And people could create a story and create a religion. They created a church around this belief system, just as every other religion has done. But at the essence of it all, we're all the same consciousness that's connected, that's connected throughout the universe. Now, if you want to call that a God, call it a God. That's absolutely fine. Mm. You want to call it the universe? Call it the universe. You want to call it Allah? Call it Allah. You want to call it Yahweh? Call it... Whatever, you know, quote-unquote floats your boat, that's fine. But once you get caught up in the now you must, mm -hmm. you should, have to do these things while you live on this planet or else these horrible things will happen to you in the afterlife. Well, those are just stories that this thing between our head is created. I don't believe they were given to us by a higher being. Mm -hmm. Where, how, when? Where, where? Somebody came up one day and said, no, no, no. You can't, like you said, can't eat meat on Fridays. But then three weeks later, you can eat meat on Fridays. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't do this. But three weeks later, we'll allow this now. That's just, again, the human mind creating and twisting and changing things for its own benefit. Uh, you really want to get to the core of religion. It's a belief system. I believe I believe there is something that controls everything, a universal power. Just like we don't know where the universe ends. There's questions we can't answer. For me, not knowing is my belief system. I don't know, nor do I need to know, but I do know and I can feel that there's something that connects everybody. Every living thing on this planet has an energy or a consciousness that allows it to breathe. A higher intelligence that allows you to breathe, that makes your organs work that you don't inherently control. The same as a dog has the same organs, or another animal, or a fish has its own. Every entity on this planet has a tree. How a tree grows, has a, there's a power, a something behind it that allows it to know how to survive and how to thrive. And none of us know where it comes from. We don't. And for me, that's what true, that's what my belief system is, is... It's, there's, there, is, there is something that kind of pulls the purse strings, so to speak, but we don't know what it is. You want to say it's a person? That's fine, right? That's what your mind has created as a God. That's the image your mind has given you of a God. Yeah. I, I think that sort of growing up and going to church and actually having gone to Catholic school my, almost my entire... Yeah, same here. Even I went to St. Francis College in yeah. Brooklyn. Great school. You know? I, I went to Catholic school from kindergarten all the way up to freshman in high school. Absolutely. So, and I was all Catholic all day. And I, I think my, my question started when I would, I guess as an adult, I can look back and say, okay, there is human involvement here. Meaning humans have guided, they, they stuck their guiding hand into, into religion. And so like, you see the basket going around and everybody puts in the dollar or two and then you look at the guy next to you, he put in 10. Oh my God, if he put in 10, I, I can't put in 10. I, gotta, I only got a dollar on me. You're gonna, I, I, first of all, I can't even afford to be here. And then you find, you know, well, I'll put in a 20. Oh, screw that guy. And you get into that and, and then it's like, wait, this, he even put in an envelope? I don't have an envelope. Honey, you have an envelope? What is going on here? And what is it? 
what are we collecting for anyway? Well, oh, wait a minute. This building pays taxes. This building gets heated. This well, obviously it's got to run on something. Wait, and their secretaries, and of course the priests have to eat. I mean, they got to buy food with something. And you get into all this, and I'm like, wait a minute. Hold up a second. God told me I could have a relationship with Him, so I do. What do I need the building for? What well, do I, you know? Yeah, no, no. So, and and look again, that that I think plays into the whole. The mind creates something that it needs to have as concrete evidence that something exists. And for them, whether it's a building that needs support or people like priests or nuns that obviously need support. Okay, and the people who go to church, if they're willing to. But you made a great point, <clears throat> how even there, even in something as benign as going to church on a Sunday, right? It's supposed to be a very cleansing experience for somebody. The person is going to, like you just said, giving money, you know, they, they're giving their donations to mm-hmm. help run their church, which is, you could equate that to me giving a donation to a baseball organization that my son played in because I want to support that organization. Sure. So they're supporting but then even in, a, in the most holiest of, of scenarios, oh, here comes the ego again. Yeah. Joe can't give more money. Honey, give me another $5. Yeah. Honey, why don't we have an envelope? Yeah, Honey, why don't... So they got to know who it came but, from. Because, yes. You because, want the and, credit. And there's a notoriety. That's where the ego says, I need the church to know that I gave them money. Or, again, we're saying church because this is our background, right? right? So if we were Muslim, we maybe we would use the mosque. word mosque. Right. So please, always understand what we're speaking about. The labels that we use, the words that we use are just labels. They're all interchangeable. This isn't, we're not picking on the church. We're not picking on the Roman Catholic Church. I just want to kind of make that disclaimer because I know people will and can get offended and that's not the intention. And if you do, that's your mind telling you that you're offended. It's yeah. not actually us trying to offend anybody. Um, so even there, like it'll, it'll put, so even in the most of holiest scenarios, the ego is still is still, you know, injecting itself there. So, so you know how I just critique that experience, right? And then I put those dots together. I'm also going to tell you, I'm going to play uh, both sides of the fence here. The reason you'd want to congregate is to have that experience of, hey. Community. You, yeah. And, and, and in, the real, in the real sense, not the political sense. In the real sense where we do believe in something. We do believe in this higher thing. And you know what? Believing in this higher thing makes us feel like at, we're better. At its, at its most, at its most, I'm trying to find the right word, at its purest form, mm. that's what church right. is. Should be a mosque, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever, again, interchangeable labels, whatever that community gathering is, that's what it's, that's what it's meant to be. Yeah. To be a place to bring people together. Yeah. Now, then, there are stories created around that. There's an organization created around yeah. that. There's going to be monetary issues. There's going to be even political issues that are involved in that. And that's where I think people get turned off from religions because man and their ego, when I say man, man and woman, man and their ego gets in the way of something even in its most purest of forms. Yes. Something that should be, um, uh, you know, as, as, as lovely an experience as going to church and being around people who have this common belief system, you know, can end up being, you know, uh, tainted because of what things that people in the organization might do, unfortunately, at times. And, and, it, and, and, and how they make, how there's a tendency to make people feel if they don't, if these rules aren't followed, something will happen to you. So my, like you said, your relationship with God is I'm a moral person. I always make this example to my mother-in-law and my mother. Um, I would say, I could go to church every Sunday, cheat on my wife on Monday, uh, steal from somebody on Tuesday, right? Uh, Murder somebody on Wednesday, confess on Thursday, and I'm back in church on Sunday again. You know, Friday and Saturday, they took the day off. And, 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 and And because I went every week, does that mean that I will be saved? I, as a kid... As a 14-year-old boy, I had a hard time digesting that. Yeah. And I would be like, hold on. So I don't go to church on Sunday. Even when I was a kid, I used to skip church a lot. But I could tell you I probably lived a more moral life than most of the people who were in that building. Because yeah. I knew a lot of people, and I knew a lot of people did on the side. That's right. So I'd always be like, hold on. I was able to question it. And I think this is the conversation we've had. The, the thing is, it's okay to question 
the, the, the entity behind your belief system. That's right. It's okay to question it. And there shouldn't be a fear that if you question right. where God is or who God is, like something horrific happens to you. I tell my kids, you want to believe, it's your choice to believe. I'm not going to force you to believe in this story that was created by people. Do you believe there's something greater in the world? That, but it, it, do you feel it? Like I could feel there's a universal energy. I could feel it. I could feel this pulling, pushing and pulling inside of me, like, like a tide comes in and comes out. So I know there's something. Do I know what it is? No. Do I need to know? No, I don't. And I try to instill that in my kids. I go, if you want to go to church on Sunday, beautiful. You want to make all your sacraments, beautiful. You want to believe in, in God and the church, and, and, and beautiful. I said, but you do it because that's your relationship with this entity, with this power, with this, this, understand, this thing you don't understand. I said, if, and if you don't, that's fine also. You get the choice to question it or not question it. It's your choice, and it's okay if you do. Nobody's... When we were brought up, I think we were brought up where you can't, you know, you weren't able to question religion. You were told, this is the way it is, and this is how it is. And that's because that's what, that's what they knew the old Ex time. Yeah, externally, yes. yes. Internally, in my house, no. Really? Thank God, I got to say, uh, my father had a lot of horrible qualities, but he had a lot of good <laughs> qualities, too. Um, and this was one of them, where no subject was taboo. That's, I think that's, wow, that, that, that will usually lead, that could lead to a very healthy yeah. child, like development for a child to be able to really think about things on a, on a broader level and then just kind of being told, this is the way it is, you don't question it, yeah. right? That's, you know, you're kind of putting the kid in the box and that kid so now. So in my house, yeah. yes. Outside my house, especially going to Catholic school, no. <laughs> no, you go to Catholic school. Well, but this, we're on the, the same page. We're here. on the same page here. Yeah, well, that's the whole point of it, right? But, uh, and I even, I think, if my, you know, because sometimes you make false memories. I think I got into it with the priest that married my wife and I. And, and not got into it, but in the sense, I was, I was on a debate with him, meaning, you know. Would you get the fisticuff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got walked out of the church. <laughs> get out of here. No, it was one of those things where uh, I, you know, again, I always say, here's a stumper. If I have a direct relationship with God, why do I have to go to church? And it was one of those, you know? Yeah. And that conversation evolved. Uh, I mean, Which, by the way, the guy who married us, the priest who married us, is, a, is such a beautiful person, beautiful soul, God bless him. Really great person. Yeah. Uh, Father Joseph Kabali. Hopefully, hopefully you can listen to this. Um, great guy. Great guy. He's from Uganda. Uh, anyway. He, uh, he, he had the nerve. It's funny how you remember the name of the priest of marriage, Father John Delanda. I'm like, I, I remember yeah. it too. Yeah. Yeah. I, he, he had the nerve to step into the ring with me <laughs> on religion. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, it's, uh, it's, it was a great thing. But, you know, so religion is a code of conduct. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's me talking here. Yeah, no, I hear you. It's a code of conduct. But, you know, you know I told you about Scott Adams, right? Scott. Yes. Okay, so he, he brings up something. That's called the simulation, right? Have you heard of simulation theory? Uh, you told me about it at dinner that night. So the theory is, and it's not his idea. It's basically, it's, it's out there. It's, uh, the, the theory is that we are a simulation. So uh, our beliefs in gods, right? And I use plural because yeah. there's all types of gods, right? There's the Indians, they believe in God. You know, Hindu religion, sorry. Hindu religion. Um, you, know, you can imagine there's a, there's a, I don't know, a Matisse of uh, religions out there that uh, exist, and they're all mystical explanations as oh, to, as to yeah. how we came about. But it's funny, you know, where simulation theory would say, why, why is it mystical? Well, it's mystical because we're a simulation. We are, we are here for either our own species, which has advanced, and we are one of their simulations. And what are they, why would they simulate us? Well, they're trying to work some stuff out, and we are a test project in their, in their experience, in their world. And they say, well, if we are a simulation, then we would be able to create a simulation. And look what we, we've done. Yeah, we already did it, you know, in the internet, um, the meta world, and all that stuff. We've already done it. We can simulate like the matrix. Yeah, we can simulate, 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 simulate. And it's that 
mysticism where why why can't why do we see a sky but we can't really interact with it no because you can't breathe up there oh okay well if i pierce the planet and i go into space what happens if i go hey who's out no not dead right you can't there's no oxygen absolutely you're not supposed to leave here you're not supposed what is to, this like Truman? The movie? Right. With, uh, <laughs> you're not supposed to with Jim Carrey. That's why when he gets to the end, he knocks on the wall and realizes. Right. <laughs> that's why it's so distant. It's so far, and you know that works too. You know if that's what you believe in. But I, I think uh, what you said was 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 a healthy approach. You know, uh, if there is something great, and if there isn't, well, that's that's. But so so who's to say that we need to know? Correct. That's what that's, that's and I think I think that's where that's where the human aspect comes into religion. Humanity, people in general, have this need to understand how things begin and how things end. The beauty of it is when you say, I don't know how it began and I don't know how it ends. You know, I just know that I am here now experiencing this. I am the way I look at it is I say, I am the universe. The universe is experiencing itself through me right now. So the universe is experiencing it. The universe can't see itself, right? Like it is. It's just this vastness that is. It's experiencing self through me. And when I'm gone, it will experience itself through the next person or being or whatever, you know, uh, terrestrial beings around at that time, whatever planet, wherever they are. I, that's, so I don't have this need to understand or know. You know, does God have a white beard? Does, you know, was Jesus this man with brown yeah. hair and a beard? Like, were, was this all factual or was it not? And, and that, for somebody who their belief system is so intertwined into the teachings and what they've been told from when they were kids, it's hard for them to kind of peel away from that because it's scary. Like, how do you tell somebody who's, how do you tell somebody who's been taught since birth and now they're in their 60s or 70s that this is it, heaven, hell, you know, Adam and Eve. These are the stories that you know. This is what we're telling you has happened. How do you start to explore, try to have this person unwind that, peel those onion, those layers of onion away to kind of realize that it's, it's not necessary to know what is the beginning or what is the end. All that matters is what's happening right now. Like you're experiencing life now. And I think religion kind of wants to put things in a box sometimes, or religions. Or yeah, no, uh, it's what you said. That damn ego, I'm going to explain. So that damn ego is the thing that when, w during an OCD situation, where you experience OCD, see, yes. see I'm, I'm learning, Using the word experience. where you experience OCD, and then you say, listen, this is just who I am, it's just how it is. Or I'm experiencing depression often, because I'm just a depressed person, that's how it is. All right, or I'm anxious all the time. I'm feeling anxious, anxiety all the time, and that's just how it is. It's just how I am. It's just how I am. All right, just stop. Just, just stop trying to tell me what I got to do. That has been what religion is to many people, because religion is such a nice thing that it was such a good crutch that it's just because I'm Catholic. Okay, it's just what we do. It's just the way it is. Just the way it is. It's just the way it is. And if you remove the ego from all situations, if you become I'm liking where this is going. Right? If you become <laughs> aware of all situations, you realize you don't have to be or do anything. You have this moral compass in the background that's telling you, I like this. This is good. This is good. So then you became attached to that thing. You say, I am Catholic because it helped you kind of answer for all the other things that you were kind of doing. And I think that's probably, that's the scalpel we use to, to, to kind of say, hey, neither OCD, neither anxiety, nor depression, nor Judaism, nor Catholicism, nor anything is you. Is your identity. All things you can experience. John, I'm going to drop this mic. Give me a second. 
No, man, it was expensive. <laughs> no, uh, wow, wow. This that, is... that, so, so that was pro- that was a that was a great way to segue religion into what we've been talking about the last few episodes. Yeah, it really, really, really was. And you know, again, the, the point of this wasn't to to bash anything, but it's it's to make we want pe- the same way we want people we would like for people to come to the realization that they could question the veil that they've been looking at life through on a daily basis. Thank you. They could pull that veil away even when it comes to something as touchy as religion because a lot of spiritual teachers will speak on religion, but they're not speaking. They never speak against it. They just try to, pu- they try to, try to pull the veil away from the front of your eyes so you could just see, okay, so what is it about religion that you're... What, like, what is it that's, that's guiding you here? Is it the, the principles of the morality, the moral code, or is it these rules and regulations that have been implemented by a, a structure that was created by man? You know, and, and, and just, you're allowed to question it. And, and question. I think that's all we want to do. We, what, we're okay, listen, question it. If I, do, if I do this for my children, right? And my children went to, I mean, they didn't go to Catholic schools. I live in, we live in Jersey, so they have, Public school systems here are a little bit better than where I grew up, <laughs> you know, right. in, in the city. Um, uh, so, you know, they didn't go to Catholic schools, but, you know, they did CCD, my kids. Right. They went to CCD. Same. Because, right? They, they did all that. And I told them, I said, listen, when you finish CCD, now you get to make a choice. Is this something you want to pursue? If so, fine. I say, but just, it's okay to question the rules or the regulations or the way that somebody's telling you to live your life, yeah. you could question and go, but wait, this doesn't resonate with me on this level. It resonates with me on this level. Like, I get the whole, you, it's something out there. I get that there's something guiding us. I get that there's something creates and doesn't create, whether it's uh, a simulation, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, um, Scott Adams. like Scott Adams, right? Like that whole kind of matrix um, theory whether it's a God, it's a Jesus and a God and the apostles and a heaven and a hell, whether it's, for me, the universe. Mm-hmm. This power that I feel pull and push inside of me, okay, it's great. Whichever one... And who cares is right? No. So the point is, so they're all right. Right. Because while they... While, this, is, this is how I look at it. While they all have different paths, the destination, for me, is always the same. Mm. We're all going in the same direction. It's just you're on that road, mm-hmm. you're on that road, I'm on this road, he's on that road, they're on that road. But we're all traveling the same way and we all end up in the same place. Mm-hmm. So whether you're on that road or this road doesn't make a difference. So I'm not gonna chastise you if you're on that road. Don't chastise me if I'm on this road. Right. Right? So this is, what I, this is how I see it through my, through my eyes. It's how you see it through your eyes. I always tell people, don't, don't ever be afraid to question the road that you're on. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to question the path you're on and go, but wait, do I really want to be on this path or would I rather be on a different one? Or do I want to create a completely new one at this point and be like, I don't know which path I want to be on, so that's the path I want to be on now. The one that's not aligned with any of these, mm-hmm. it's just, it is. So it's, it's, that's what we're trying to do, right? So yeah. um, No, and, and you, you, you mentioned something... Uh, because let me, let me hear me out for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. We both got our kids baptized, communion, confirmation, and you know, because we this is inculcation, you will be married to the church. And that's where we're wrong. Who said that? Me and my wife. Oh. Okay. Right? I'm talking about my household. Yeah. But I got to say, so... Even though I have these questions for my own religion, right? Yeah. Even though I have these questions for my own religion, I still went through those processes. And quite frankly, there was a moment where I kind of felt against the processes because I wasn't really fully buying in. So because I'm not fully buying in, I think it's hypocritical of me to go through these processes. That was my You're going through the motions, yeah. right? That was kind of my uh, reaction with my wife, and my wife being so tethered to the to the, this is just what we do. So I'm gonna say that neither of us were right. I'm gonna say that if it's something that we acknowledge and feel it's positive for us, I don't have to believe it. It's 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 a positive thing. 
I think it's about and, being right, right? And we're it's... correct, but I just I had this feeling of hypocrisy. I could, I mean, look, I, 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 I could see that, but that's just, that's just your, your mind is now judging the decision you made and saying, did I, did I make the right decision? Why would I have done this to my kids if it's something that I don't want to do myself anymore? Yeah. But again, so I, I think as a child, a child doesn't know what it doesn't know. So you're going to give them at least a, a foundation of information. Now they get to choose, do they want to put a frame on top of that foundation and keep building it? Or do they want to say, no, this foundation is good enough. I'm good where I am. I don't need to take this any further. But you chose to give them the foundation, as I did. Because the, alternate, the, the alternative for me, and I think for you, would have been, okay, so I think we're not removed. We're not, too, we're not far enough removed from our upbringing being very re religious upbringings where we didn't have this inclination to automatically give our children that information. I think maybe my kids with their kids might be different. Mm -hmm. I think our kids, and I'm not trying to speak for your children, but I think our kids will, when they're older and they have their children, they might not even go down that path. Yeah, I can see Especially that. if they're not following this super structured religious kind of um, uh, lifestyle. I can see that. When they get married, whether it's in a church or not, they might be like with their kids, no, we're not going to follow any of this because... It's not my system to believe anymore that I need to be baptized or I need to be confirmed or I need to do this. I just need to be and live life as a human, as a moral person. Yes. And experiences that it happens. And I mean, I, I would, if they decided to do that, that's great. If they didn't and they wanted to still introduce that to their children, that's great. I don't, there's no right or wrong there. I think both, are ben both could work for you. Just depends on how you're approaching. I, I, I want you to know how many people are listening right now, going, "Oh no, oh no, 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 my little, my little Johnny, because he's gonna get married to the church, and he they're will very, raise yeah, they're still, they're still. That's but it's funny because you missed the first part. You said if they're if they have this morality and they have a good moral compass, that is what's important, not the rituals of the church that moral compass that where you raised a child independent of the rules independent of the 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 what is it the uh, rituals the rituals they're moral that is what's more important and imagine that geez i'm about to get really deep. <laughs> Uh, a Catholic, deep. a Catholic meets a Jew, right? Is it a joke or no, no, no? Oh, okay. <laughs> two Jews walking to a bar. I'm not Jackie Martley. No, <laughs> no but like a, a Catholic meets a Jew, they fall in love. Great. And it's awesome. And they have this dilemma: Do we raise our kid Catholic or Jewish? Oh yeah. Who, how about who wins? How about? Both or neither. And let me explain. Because all you're really wanting to do as a parent is just instill some good moral compass, some good values into this. this values. Being. Love that word, by the way. Into this being. I love that word. Because yeah. you don't want to raise, I mean, I think you don't want to, you don't want to raise an immoral person with no values or with... Well, no, let's say, thin. how about this? Values placed in the wrong direction. So, you know, uh, we had a situation where we were coming home and there, were, there, was, a, there was a car. Yeah. You, know, you see where I live. And you see the, the front of, uh, of my neighboring property. Yes. Has a ditch that was an irrigation ditch. The old-fashioned irrigation ditch because it was, it's a farm. Yeah. It's an area where there's farmland. Farms, land. a lot of farmland. So it was snowing and there was a car... Oh, wow. uh, on its side in the hole now you have two choices ignore it or just go see if there's anybody in the car well we approached the car there were people in the car we helped them out we took them up to our house it was snowing it was oh, wow. cold it was a whole thing the point i'm not you know the, the point of this story is that was the values that i at that moment I didn't know it was a teaching moment. It was a moment for us. We're just coming home. But it was a teaching moment because I had all my kids in the car. It was all of us. It was all five of us. And they watched how their father said, 
come on and help. We help these three little girls and their grandfather come out of the car. They were on their way to a soccer tournament, indoor soccer tournament, blah, blah, blah. The values, that's what's important. Not whether I'm a Jew or a Catholic, because at that moment, I was nothing. He didn't know who I was. I didn't yeah, know who he no. was. I mean, for all I knew, he could have been a uh, Muslim, what, right? No, but you took, you, so you, there was no labels there. You were just values. One, values, one person helping another person. And that's the best teacher. So, if we're just teaching values, mm -hmm. how about if, if the dad is Jewish and the mom is Catholic, teach and talk about the, the, the morals and the doesn't have to be one or the other. Right. It could be both. Because, quite frankly, you can pick and choose the great stuff and leave aside the stuff that you think, uh, I'm not going to label it as bad, but I'm not going to label it as good. I'm just, uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. We like this. And this is what we're going to teach you. Let me tell you about the story about this. Well, it's great. And that could have been a Bible verse. It could have been taken from the, the Torah. It could have been taken from uh, anything. And, and, and that's where I think people get hung up is you, what you did with your children there by, showing, by helping those people and having your kids present, you taught them something that in a parable, in a Bible, or in a book, there's a story about. That's right. But you taught it to them. Yeah. You didn't need to read it that some other person did it thousands of years ago, named Mark, Luke, John. Again, I use names that, that resonate with me because this is what I know. It's, it's, for me, it's not about that, right? It's not about quoting a verse out of a, out of a Bible and hoping and praying that some ultimate being is going to do something to make my life, life better. Instead, show your children this is how we act. This is how we live our lives. We don't need, there's no necessity to have it, whether it's a building or a book or, or some sort of entity, to tell you this is how you must lead your life. No, this is a moral way and a, a proper way for one human being to treat another, whether your background is different, my background is different. At, I mean, this could lead into a whole other conversation. Yeah. Uh, it, it goes across race, it goes yeah. religion, everything where we divide into groups and yeah. now we feel that, well, if you're not part of my group, it's not cool, man. You know, we just, we can't interact. Yeah. Interracial marriages were like, oh my God, for yeah. like years, right? Like you couldn't get married if you were in the same race. Yeah. Why? Dude, the, inside of your body, inside of my body, our makeup is 1,000% the same. Our DNA might be a little different because of our backgrounds, genetics, but we're the same. Yeah. We breathe the same, we eat the same, we bleed the same. Yeah. Everything about us is the same. Why do we create these divisions amongst ourselves to say that this group is different from that group, that group is different from this group? You, I, we don't. I, I'm going to tell you exactly what we talked about an uh, episode or two, or I don't know, I don't even remember what happened. But you're able to identify the magic hand of the ego. Yes, saying this is so us. That's what's happening here is that we're able to, we can walk into a church and say, there's ego here. <laughs> and most people are like, whoa, get out of here. Like, no, there is. And that is exactly why we fight about religion, where you're wrong and I'm right, or I'm right and you're wrong. I said that the same thing, right? Yeah. I just said it backwards. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, basically... Something called the Crusades. Remember the Crusades? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so... But this is everything. Yes. That, 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 that's where I... See, that's where my questioning really came from. It's like... How can we preach, like, how can any religion preach one thing and then do such horrific things at the same time? How can, like, like, like I'll, I'll, you'll teach your kids to live a certain way by example. Oh, yeah. By example. Not because it's written in a book somewhere. Not because, listen, it's like, it's like me telling my kids, eat your veggies, and then I'm shoving french fries down my throat all day long. Yeah. But daddy, you don't eat your vegetables. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. But listen to me. Yeah. Eat your vegetables. Do as I say. Yeah, not as I do. I, no. It's, you, want, you, you want to be that, that religion for your child? Show your child how to live. A pro Make your child a better version of you. So their kids are better versions of them. Only way humanity really gets to a point where we could lose all these labels is if everybody starts living the life it starts living the life they preach to their, especially to their children. 
Like for me, it always comes back to kids. Yeah. We, we're, we're our, our job as parents is to teach our children how to be not the best human being or the greatest at everything, how to be a better person to the person next to them. And that chain reaction keeps going on. And for me, personally, that doesn't necessarily come from a, a building or, or an entity. Or it, yeah. it, it comes from me teaching my kids how to be yeah. like that. And that stems from me understanding there's something greater than me in life and that we're all in this together and... That's why I, you know, when it comes to religion, sometimes it could be it could be a hot topic, especially if you're going to make it about A versus B, C and D. If you know. if we give the person we're talking to an outlet for which to plug his plug-in, then it will be that conversation. Absolutely. But because we're able to identify more and more every day, we're able to identify where ego is peeking his head in. Even if you're talking to a person who's very Christian. He's very moral. He's very, matter of fact, his values are impeccable. This guy is who I want to be. If my daughter was going to marry somebody, be that guy. He's yeah. perfect. But there he is, about to start defending to the death his religion because that is just knee jerk. Well, that's ego. Absolutely. Because <clears throat> it's a knee-jerk reaction that the ego takes over and that's exactly what happens when you're depressed. That's exactly what happens when you're anxious. It's exactly what happens when you're experiencing OCD. I'm sorry, I said it again. When no, you depressed. said experiencing OCD. Yeah, I fixed it, but I said when you're anxious or depressed. So when you're experiencing anxiety or when you're experiencing um, depression. depression, your ego is completely wrapped and nobody can... It's created. It's created a... A, uh, identity for you and saying this is who you are and now that second person who's going to tell you hey you know you don't have to live that way no you're going to reject uh, you're probably going to reject that offhand you know it's there's, there's a flexibility when you're not aligning yourself with an egoic thought all the time you need yeah. to, you, it there's an ebb and a flow when you're when the ego's in there i think you're very Rigid, this is the way it is. This is the way it has to be. This is the way it must be. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, what is it? Smooth talk through this microphone and just put something nice in your head, which is if you have the ability to say, I would like to feel differently, that's willingness. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's so an awareness that you know that. You're tired. Jim Carrey said it once. He goes, I'm tired of being this avatar. So that's number yeah. one. If you have that little feeling, the little feeling, I'm not even talking about that's it. I decide. No, 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 no. You have this little, man, I wish I can just cut. That's it. That's, that's, that's all I think I would look for. That little inkling. That's willingness. And if you have willingness, then you could take that next step, which is the ability to be aware to separate the, the next step of let's say for first is willingness if you're not willing you're not going to do it and the reason i say is because that next moment where your next feeling of ocd kicks in because you're about to okay you know as an ocd there's different types of ocd as you explained yeah it's different subtypes so of it i'm going to go with the easy one where you have to flick the lights on and off let's well, say horrible. 13, it's happen. 13 yeah. times right yeah before your hand touches the light switch ask yourself do i want to touch the light switch no and the, the answer is going to be they're going to say no but they're but they're compelled to do it because of a fear of, of something course, might happen of yeah. course but the willingness plus the awareness you're on your way to, to oh, breaking. Oh, absolutely. Just having that, having that insight, right? So having that insight of that willingness to say. You're on your way to breaking it. You're on your way to breaking it. Not breaking it, but, you know, because you, you always live you're, with this. You're, you're, you're on your way to, to growing that awareness even more. That's so, it. see, this all, everything we talk about, and I might say this in every episode, and if I do, I apologize. Everything we speak about always comes, it always, it's full circle. Yeah. So everything is interconnected. Like, all of our topics always they're not a random topic that we're just going to talk about it's not like oh today we're going to talk about dinosaurs tomorrow we'll talk about cars next day we're going to talk about you know airplanes oh good no, no, no. <laughs> for us 
every topic we speak on always connects to the same thing, this, this awareness behind it all, right? And, and what it takes to achieve that and to consistently kind of be able to be in that realm. And we made, today we spoke about religion. And yeah. even how in religion, without an awareness, you have this uh, ego finds its way in and creates this identity that this is how you have to live your life. And you're, there's no questioning it. And it's very rigid. And it's very stern. And it's... But, okay, but, oh, but John, don't you feel good knowing that you're going to go here when you pass away, is that this is what's going to happen, and this is the way it has to be, and it's going to keep you there. So, like I said, you know, everything we speak about will kind of, keeps coming full circle, and if you, if you keep listening in, you'll see week after week, whatever the topic is, um, like I said, today we lose religion, um, it always comes back, whether it's OCD or depression or anxiety or you know, real life situations, they always come back to the same exact thing. How are you relating to the thoughts in your mind about what the current situation is? And if you're willing to ask that one question, you're going to sooner than later with practice, especially if you practice the mindfulness, and we could give, you know, tips about that in other episodes. And we maybe could speak about that in one of our following episodes, you know, things that you could do during the day and how to relate with everyday tasks that'll help with that. You know, you'll see that when you do ask these questions about something that your mind is telling you isn't indeed a fact, it's a healthy question, right? It's not a rabbit hole question. When I'm looking for rabbit, because in OCD, you have rabbit hole questions. Like you ask the question, yeah. now you're going down the spiral rabbit hole of, yeah. well, why, 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 why? It never ends. It's more like, hold on a second. I don't need to, um, I don't need to believe this story. I don't need to prescribe to this, this theory in my head of saying I have to be depressed, anxious, uh, Catholic, uh, this, that, the other thing. All I have to know is I am. I am breathing. I am alive right now. I'm experiencing life. And from there, I'm going to go forward. Yep. So, I mean, you know. Well, I got to say this. Uh, John opens up every episode with guided meditation. Yeah. And I believe if there's any one thing you should be paid for, it's that. And well, let, me, let me explain. Reason, I take Venmo. No, I'm going to joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me explain. Because you're teaching... A person who just is willing but I don't know but I'm willing I don't know where to start I don't know what to do so John every episode starts with teaching you how and it's a very small thing quiet and be comfortable with that silence Ooh, huge and be comfortable with that silence That's so huge. your first yes. step was willingness I, I want to I want to have feel change and so John said, take a few breaths, fix your posture, focus on your extremities, focus. Don't focus on, oh my God, look at that little nick that that table had. No, 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 no. Focus on breathing. Make believe you're inside the wind that goes in your lungs and then comes out and then comes back in. You know, you're controlling the situation. You're controlling the thoughts. And that is the segue into the next thing. Well, let's talk about what's going to manifest itself physically. So I'm not touching this light switch. Or maybe, wow, I conquered it. Hey, whom? I'm scared. I'm scared of myself. I didn't touch the light switch. Well, you're on your way. So I, I, I keep using the light switch, but that could be anything where I'm usually anxious. I'm usually depressed. Sorry. I'm usually feeling anxiety. I'm usually feeling depression. But I just took a moment. I took a breath. I felt my extremities. And I kind of pushed some situation aside. And for a moment, I had clarity. I didn't just follow what my ego was kind yeah. of driving me to do. Yeah, you're not, you're not looking. Remember, we're not looking to... I use push aside. Right, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, we're, not, no. we're, not, we're, not looking, we're not looking to push but, anything you know, away. It's more, it's more just... With, with the meditation, like you were just saying, with the silence. But that's why I'm here. Get, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why we're all here, dude. That's why I'm here. I learn every episode, the more I speak on this, the more we do this, the more I write, the more I post, the more I engage with people in a group, the more I go deeper and understand what I'm learning even more, what I'm experiencing even better. Right? So I can always implore people, don't be afraid of silence. People will say, Eckhart Tolle would open up his... Is, and then we'll wrap it up. Eckhart Tolle would open up his, um, 
his retreats, any retreat he does or any, any kind of video, whatever he does, always opens them up with silence. But not like 20 seconds. The first time I did it, it was like an awkward four minute, like he's staring at the camera for four minutes, dead silent. And you could feel people getting uncomfortable because there's always this urge for us to go, okay, engage me, engage me, engage me, talk, 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 I want to hear you, I want to hear you, I want to hear you, I want to hear you. The point, and he said it, he goes, it's very awkward for people to sit like this. He goes, we're trying to teach you that in silence is where, like you just said it, is where clarity comes from. In silence is where you get to hone your focus and realize that you're watching these stories in your head, not just following them all the time. So if we can't sit in silence for three minutes, what chance do you have during the day to not get dragged by your mind left and right? Yeah. Right? And it doesn't have to be a 20-minute meditation, but if you do anything, task, any kind of task you have mindfully during the day, that's you getting, working on getting used to that silence behind the thought. Don't be afraid of silence. It, it feels awkward in the beginning. Even to me, at times, it still feels a little odd. Mm. But enjoy it, and you'll see it's going to become your best friend, your greatest ally, and your probably the most amazing tool you could have. Well, that's what I want for you. Yeah, I think we're going to lose our battery. I love you. All right. Everybody, thank you. <laughs> All, All right, guys. Yep, thank you very much. We'll close it there. Um, have a great day. The insights and discussions that we speak about on our show are our own opinions and based on our life experiences. If you or someone in your family or someone you know is suffering and in need of help, please get them that help through medical attention or seeking proper therapy. Again, what we speak about are based on our experiences and not intended to be taken as a form of therapy.